0: So bad. Oh, that is so bad. It's good.
1: Welcome everyone to From the Tips. It is Rick, it is Brian. We are back.
0: Does it feel like it's been longer than a week to you? It feels like for some reason it's been longer than a week. It does. Um, It feels like it's been a while. I think it's because of the snowstorm. Um, For those that don't know, I think most of our listeners at this point are in Pennsylvania. But for most of them, or the ones that aren't in Pennsylvania, I should say, uh, we got hit pretty bad with snow. And it's kind of just making the days drag on. So I feel like that's why it feels like it's been so long. But, hey, at the same time, that means that uh, this weekend of golf felt longer uh, for many reasons, besides just the bad weather that we got this week, but we'll get into that.
1: <laughs> we will, we will get into that. But first, I know you have to deliver what you deliver every episode. What, what are, yeah, what are we, gotta, what, what we, are we, gotta, we getting excited about?
0: We gotta let people know what's going on. So um, February second, uh, we actually have National Tater Tot Day, which is huge. <laughs> oh that is yeah. Very, huge day um i'm hoping most people are listening on on tuesday but if you're not and you're listening on wednesday um don't really have any food related stuff for you i know that's usually what it is um because it's carrot cake day not a huge fan of carrot cake um so we're actually going to go with it is national girls and women in sports day um on february 3rd so shout out to all our lpga friends out there and all of our uh female athletes
1: for sure and um uh, tyler uh one of our our uh, good followers um, on the socials he he requested that we cover more LPGA content and we will however there is not a tournament this weekend until about the middle of February
0: you said uh the 20 I believe it's the 20th is the first weekend back for the LPGA if I'm all not right. mistaken
1: yeah so as of right now there is no LPGA uh, content to be covered but we will be doing that so shout out to all the women and girls in sports and also shout out to tater tots <laughs> That's, yeah, a sentence, that's a sentence that's a sentence I never thought I would get to say <laughs> so that's exciting <laughs> no you upset that you're saying it I know I'm not upset that I'm saying it Why, who whoever gets upset when talking about tater- tots
0: I, I don't know
1: that's someone I can't be I don't, want, with. To be friends with I don't they, want to be friends with them I don't want to be friends with uh, them no you, you and 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 on national tater-tot day is it like you eat every meal tater-tot or like do you spice up your tater tots put some peppers on it some cheese
0: i feel like as long as you eat tater tots at some point during the day um and if you don't have access to tater tots i'm sorry uh potatoes will do as long as they're in some sort of fried form i will accept that um but try to get tater tots if you can
1: are you the authority on tater tot day (laughs) i will be
0: i will be everyone go ahead and send me pictures of your tater tots that you're eating on tuesday
1: we want to see eat. as much tater tot content as humanly possible tomorrow. I have to get tater tots now. I, that wasn't like in my plan for tomorrow. But it is now. But it's now like my only plan <laughs> for tomorrow.
0: Now all I have to do. <laughs> I have off work tomorrow, so I'm just going to eat tater tots all day.
1: I hope I have off work tomorrow, but I don't see it happening. I, yeah, I, I, think, I,
0: can't, the, I think it's going to be tough for you.
1: I, I can't foresee it two days in a row. I don't think it's doable. But let's get into the golf. We did have a tournament this last weekend. We had the Farmers Open uh, at Torrey Pines. And um, boy, did we have a doozy. Uh, So Patrick Reed ends up winning. And for those of you that are somewhat tuned into the golf world, and I assume you are since you're listening to this podcast, uh, Patrick Reed comes with a connotation of cheating, kind of something that he does often. Um. The one example being of, I forget exactly when this happened, but he had a situation where he improved his lie in a sand trap. Uh, there was a the whole thing about that. I believe that was last year. And then this weekend at the Farmers, at Torrey Pines, he's already in the lead. We're doing it again. He's doing it again. We're he hits a again. drive. It's in the left rough. Um. It bounces once and settles. Now, the rough, that they talked about it before the weekend, that they knew the rough was going to be thick uh, because Torrey Pines is actually where the U.S. Open is also going to be this year. Uh, so they wanted to make it as close to, but not exactly, U.S. Open type of play. So this rough was like winged foot last year type of thick.
0: And somehow the fairways were bigger this week than they're going to be at the U.S. Open. I'm not really sure how that's going to work.
1: No, not at all, because those
0: fairways were thin.
1: (laughs) And I mean, thin thin with two ends.
0: They were very thin fairways.
1: Uh, But he hits it into the left rough, and it's not even like he's far into the rough. He still has a good shot at the hole, and everything's fine and dandy. You find yourself in the rough sometimes when you're a PGA player and your fairways are like 10 feet long. It happens. He gets to his ball. And it did bounce once, it was recorded, had been seen. He looks at his ball, he he reaches down and, and he picks it up like he's playing on a Saturday afternoon with his buddies and is like, eh, I wanna stick, I'm gonna move it. No, 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 he, uh, during a PGA event, which by the way, he is in the lead, I believe by two strokes at this point, he picks up his ball, starts fiddling around with where it was, puts the ball back down and then calls for a rules official now some of you might not think this is this is huge the ball might have been embedded um however every ball that landed in the rough was quote unquote embedded because of how thick the grass was and i think the problem comes with how he picked it up without calling over rules official first started fiddling with where it was and then put the ball back
0: in and the other thing that worked in his favor, unfortunately, is the volunteer that was there said that she didn't see a bounce. Now, after seeing his inter- interaction with the rules official, it wouldn't surprise me if he had gone up and said to the volunteer, that didn't bounce, right? Because when he was talking to the rules official, he seemed to be very in control of that conversation, yeah, seeming to tell the rules official what happened, and the rules official kind of just went along with it. Now, in all technicalities, he did not break any rules. You are allowed to pick the ball up before the rules official gets there with permission from your playing partners and move it before you get the ruling of whether it's embedded or not. The sketchy part to me is his history and the fact that he did so much stuff in between picking up the ball and moving it off to the side. He didn't simply just pick the ball up. He picked it up. He put it in the palm of his hand which essentially, if it was embedded, would knock off some of the dirt and mud that was on the ball. Kept fingering it around a little bit in the grass and then put his ball over to the side. So that's where it gets a little bit sketchy to me. In all technicalities, he didn't break any rules. But knowing his history and things that he's done before, that's where the sketchiness comes into it.
1: And here's, and here's where I feel betrayed personally, because this year I went into it, I was like, look, there's a lot of hate going on P. Reed right now. <laughs> a lot of hate. However, I recently rewatched his match, his match against Roy McIlroy from the 2016 President's Cup, I believe that was in Minnesota. And it was electric to say the least. And I mean, I was just all USA at that point. I was like, Patrick Reed can do no wrong. He's Captain America. He beat Rory with aggression. I'm going into this year. I'm like, yeah, Patrick Reed's an okay guy. What does he do? He's not not even a couple of weeks into the year, he's like, ah, I'm just going to cheat again. And I'm like, damn it, Patrick, I was pulling for you.
0: Yeah, um, I've never been a huge fan of Patrick Reed. You know that. Doesn't, know that. Um, doesn't all come down to to the way he cheats um, every once in a while. It has a little bit more to do with that. Um, I'm going to give everyone a little bit of a glass-shattering moment here um, <laughs> to, to kind of take a look at when you're watching the next time. Um, Take a look at Patrick Reed before he hits the ball, okay? This little Michelin man of a person that we have out (laughs) on the golf course. Every time he steps up to the ball, he takes his sleeve that's closest to the hole and he pulls it up, okay? Now, you can make the argument that it's for a little bit more mobility on his swing. Okay, whatever. But there's so many guys that don't do that, and I just don't understand why he feels the need to do that because he doesn't have anything to show there. It's almost as if he thinks he has something there, and he's like, okay, let me get a little intimidation going here. Hit this shot. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. It bothers me.
1: Intimidation with his body that's stuffed with cheese and French fries. It's just <laughs> –
0: you You
1: call him the Michelin Man. <laughs>
0: Can we get That's- that? Patrick Reed's face on the Michelin. <laughs> Could can, can someone edit that down? That's I, too good. I, it, I, it stinks, too, because I went into this weekend not being a huge fan of Patrick Reed, but still being like, I'm going to cheer for it when it comes to Olympics and the next Ryder Cup. And now I just, I don't know if I can. Like, I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm going to cheer against USA, but like, I might if, it's, <laughs> if it comes down to him, because I just, he does this way too often. And, to add, add whatever I don't even know what word I'm looking for. While wow, I'm so flustered right now, um, <laughs> to make matters worse, he calls Rory out that night in all oh, caps yeah. on Twitter. I like it's mind blowing to me that you can think that that's okay as a professional golfer to have this situation where you make a bad decision and try to take take focus away from you by calling out one of your competitors who did the same thing, whose ball, by the way, did not bounce and most likely was completely embedded, unlike yours. Okay. It ju- it's mind-blowing to me how you can do that.
1: Not only another competitor, but another highly respected competitor who just got voted onto the board of player conduct. <laughs> like just, he's literally, he's literally now a part of the, dec- the decision board for the rules. And you're going, uh, for the record, he did not himself create the tweet. He did not tweet the tweet. He quoted a tweet from somebody else's tweet. So yes. it wasn't
0: his words. It did, come, but, it did come from his official Twitter account.
1: It did. He did not re- He did not write the words, but he read them and was like, that's good to repost. We're going to do that.
0: Yeah, at least do it from one of your burners. At, at least, least do it from one of your throw burners.
1: Throw a burner account on there somewhere. Be a Rattrick Pete, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patrick Pede. We'll just go with Patrick Pede.
1: Speaking <laughs> speaking of throwing his name into different words, uh, uh, preeding, P-R-E-E-D-I-N-G, is now an urban dictionary verb. Would you like to know what it means?
0: I would love to know what it means.
1: It means the act of cheating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so simple. So, so okay. simple.
1: But it's just – it really encompasses what exactly happened. So now when, when you're preeding on the golf course – just know if I call you a preter just know you cheated, although I don't think yeah. I'd ever do that. but so let me ask you this. yeah.
0: well, I have two questions actually. First one we're gonna keep keep on the path of uh, his cheating. Do you think at some point he drops a ball? Can't find a ball, drops one out of his pocket. Do you think he goes that far at any point or do you think uh, he continues with? These, I don't with these see little the thing things? is I think
1: he knows that
0: there's cameras like he can only get away with so much.
1: Yeah, I think if he's doing this consciously, which it's starting to feel like he is, he's got to have thought some things through. Where he's like, "Yeah, the ball drop, I might not be able to do. Might gotcha. not be able to get away with the with the ball drop."
0: Yeah, probably. no, I, I think I think it's definitely a conscious thing at this point. There's no way it happens this many times and it's not a conscious thing. My other question to you is: obviously, he won by five strokes this weekend. Um, poor Tony Finau coming in with a with a T two. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, but going into Sunday, my mentality was if he wins by three strokes or more, it seems almost null. The fact that he did this, because right. if you think about it, he might've gained a stroke or two playing the ball, how it was before. Yeah, he's still a professional player. He probably yeah. would have gotten out of that. With so the going into Sunday, that was my mentality. And then thinking into it, I'm like, momentum is such a huge thing. If he doesn't do this and somehow bogeys or double bogeys that hole, does he have the confidence to continue forward and end up winning by five strokes? Or does Victor Hovland not have a massive collapse on the 15th, 16th hole, and he ends up winning, or somebody else ends up winning? Do you think that any of what happened on, I believe it was 16 that day, um, kind of propelled him farther ahead than it would have?
1: I think... I think it's been pretty well documented that Patrick Reed doesn't let a whole lot get to him uh, because he had all that going on and still played phenomenal on Sunday. Uh, There was, uh, I think it was on 17. uh, He didn't, he didn't have the win locked yet because Victor hadn't made that hadn't missed that putt yet. We'll get into that by the way. Um, And he, on the par three, I believe uh, he shot to the back
0: 16. What was that? He parred 16 and 17.
1: Which one's the par three?
0: 16 is was the par 16,
1: three. So it wasn't 17, yeah. it was 16. Uh, so he shoots it to the back. And like I said, the rough was thick, thick. Mm. Um, and it's this almost the same situation as what happened on Saturday. That ball was definitely embedded. This time, though, because he knows what's going on, he immediately calls over a rules official. I don't even think he gets five feet within where the ball is. He calls over a rules official. The rules official's like, that ball is not embedded. You have to play that ball as is. He spends probably about two minutes kind of addressing how he wants to hit this shot. And he hits it beautifully into like five inches. With just and it's a downhill shot, too. So it could have he could have run out if he hit it fat, which was probably what was going to happen with how it was lying. And yeah. he hits the ball perfectly. And you remember that Patrick Reed, even though he cheats, is still a professional that can get himself He's like out of those extremely
0: skilled golfer. Yes, and has no reason to do anything like that.
1: Exactly. He's got no reason to cheat. I mean, I don't get why he does what he does when he has the skill to just hit the shot and be fine. Um maybe it's uh-huh. a mentality thing for him.
0: I don't know. He he always he always has been a trouble a trouble kid from what I can tell reading up on him in college and everything like that. Um you know that he he got kicked off the team originally that he was on right yeah um ended
1: up playing for arizona tech or something like that no he
0: so he he was on georgia right and then he got kicked off that team and went to augusta like some augusta college team or something like that um they won two national championships there no big deal um but he got kicked off of the georgia team for a dui now i i don't feel like that's usually enough for someone to get kicked off a team especially if they're that good usually they're a little bit more protected if they're if they're that good um, definitely
1: would have lost this maybe though.
0: maybe they're yeah maybe they're just like way more strict down there but i feel like there may have been some other things that may have caused ripples and then that was just kind of the the excuse to get him out of there
1: from what you hear about patrick reed is he's like a bro's bro but like to kind of an uncomfortable extreme uh-huh like he's a frat boy incarnate, but like he's Chad and Thad put in one human being, which is, uh, good, which, is which is not awesome. Uh, sometimes it's fun to sometimes it's fun to be around, but sometimes it's too much, and it sounds like he's on the too much spectrum. Chad uh, plus
0: Thad equals Michelin Man.
1: Yes, Chad plus Thad equals well, math. A little
0: we'll math for you guys here on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Little little Tuesday math session for you guys. Welcome to it. Um, But, yeah, I don't think that would have super impacted the outcome of the whole tournament um, because he does have the capability to hit a shot like he did uh, at 16 on Sunday. Um, However, someone that is affected by their shots on Sunday and who choked so aggressively – is our boy Victor Hovland, who at the time had sole possession of second place by a stroke. Um, He had hit 207. This is uh, from Golf Digest. Uh, He had hit 279 golf shots over the four days at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. That was nine under par, by the way, good for a five-way tie for second behind winner Patrick Reed. Uh, And what happened was he missed... uh, Uh, let's see what exactly it was. Uh, Officially, he missed a two foot, two inch putt. Uh, But it looks like, it looked like on camera that it was like less than a foot. Uh Um, He, he tugged the putt. He missed wide left, uh, rolled it three feet by the hole and then tapped it in for a bogey, which his sole lead of second uh, spot of second turned into a five way tie. So here's what happened money wise Uh, for the five way tie for second. Hovland won $456,000. I mean, that's, that's still four hundred thousand.
0: So I'll make that on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but if he had made the two foot two inch par putt on seventeen, he'd have taken home eight hundred seventeen thousand dollars. He would have doubled his money My if heart. he just made a two foot putt.
0: My
1: heart. <laughs> yeah, right. That hurts. That, hurts that a one lot. digs deep. <laughs> that would, that would, that would that hurt hurts a, a bit. That would hurts the heart. Um, that's a difference of three hundred and sixty-one thousand one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Or if you really want to break this down, he lost thirteen thousand eight hundred
0: and eighty-nine dollars an inch. <laughs> that's I mean I don't even know if you can fit that much money within an inch. Like if you like stacked up hundreds, like does that fit in an inch?
1: Well that's thirteen of them. Yeah, that would fit. That wouldn't be no. it fit? yeah, thirteen of those. Yeah, I mean money paper's pretty thin. If you did it in like twenties, you're definitely not fitting that within yeah. an inch. Um, but if you did it in hundreds, you should be fine. Uh but that that one will just break your heart. Now, do you think that Victor knew what was on the line at the time of the putt?
0: Um, honestly, I think he he thought he was out. I I really do. He had a fantastic front nine. He shot thirty two on the front nine. And then on the back of nine, he was doing real good up to thirteen. And then he had that errant tee shot. Um, I think it was the tee shot. No, it was the second shot on um, on 14 where he went into that those bushes and stuff, had to take a drop, ended up getting a bogey on that hole, and then bogeyed two more holes after that. So we're talking if he just pars the whole back nine, we're going into a playoff. I think he got into his head and after bogeying two in a row was like, no way Patrick Reed is going to do worse than that. Right. I might as well just not even worry about it. Now the two foot putt, um, obviously you still want to make those. Um, I don't know how much of it was just him trying to get off the golf course at that point after starting so well and finishing so weak uh, and how much of it was just a bad putt. Cause I mean, we all have bad putts all the time. Yeah. Um, So hard to say on that one, Um, but it's a tough look for him. That's for sure. Oh, first time, even... first time in a while, I haven't seen him smiling the whole time he's on the course.
1: Which stinks because you love a good Victor Hovland smile. Yeah, it's just fun to see him out there. So it sucks to see something like that happen to him. But as I look at the leaderboard and see his t his t <laughs> two, he was tied with the likes of um, Henrik Norlander, who, by the way, at Augusta College was Patrick Reed's teammate when they won back to back national championships. Little tidbit of info for you, um, uh, Ryan Palmer, Xander Shoffley, my boy X, T two, love that He's man. There. He's there, um, and we'd be amiss <laughs> to not talk about the other individual who happened to be T two in the top five. Ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it, Tony Finau. Tony
0: Finau, you've got to be kidding me, Tony. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, the issue with him uh. is. He played well. He played like the, really well. I, the average under par score was probably around three or four. He shot three under on the day. There's a few guys at around six under that just played really well. Um, so he just didn't really give himself too much of a good position to start in. And I think that's the reason why he did end up in that position because Patrick Reed only shot four under. So right. if you give them a little bit of a closer start at the beginning of the day, then it's over. Um but it's it is it's tough to see um i know he's he's definitely out there looking for that win but i still don't think he's complaining about a t2 i
1: don't think he's complaining about a t2 either but still it's like we just talked about how he can't win and he always ends up in the top five and he just literally goes and does that the next weekend and it's just got- it's
0: I got a little bit of a bold prediction for you here. If you're ready for it, I need it. If it means Tony Finau winning, I need one. It doesn't, unfortunately. Damn um, it. Excluding the win that he currently has, um, I think by the end of his career, he's going to have a top five at every single tournament. I could see it. And only one win. No. <laughs> Stop. Just, with the with I, how things are looking, I just I, I don't want it. I just don't do this like to like me, man. In my gut, that's what I got going right now. <laughs>
1: You hurting me, bro. Yeah.
0: You hurting me deep. That one cut. That one cut deep. It's, yeah. I mean, so does $400,000 on a two-foot putt. But Oh, yeah. That one burns. That <laughs> one burns.
1: <laughs> Could you? Do you think he knows that? Do you think like someone was like, yo, that was like $400,000, bro?
0: <laughs> I just don't know if, if you want to do that to the man.
1: Could you imagine his buddy's group chat just popping off? Be like, you dumbass. You lost $400,000.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> – he had to have had chest pain walking off that course oh, had, no to had to have
1: had to have i I just imagine his group his group chat with his with his buddies from from back home just absolutely shredding him he muted it there's no way he, he it. definitely he, as soon as he got to his phone he didn't even look at the messages that were on the screen already he just went to the messages app muted that group chat until further notice <laughs> <laughs> This poor man losing that much money over that short of a putt. Uh, There was other golf this weekend, though, on the Euro Tour, the Dubai Desert Classic. Paul Casey winning that one. And Paul Casey is making his bid to be a very good golfer. Where is he at in the FedEx? I think he's like top 10, isn't he?
0: Uh, I do not know. Let me see.
1: Yeah. Take a look at that. Um, some other notables from that tournament, Sergio Garcia, T six, uh, finishing 10 under uh, nine under um, Lee Westwood, Tommy Fleetwood and Matt Fitzpatrick, all T 17 uh, finishing at seven under. And then our boy Tyrrell Hatton. Thank you for the sweatshirts being okay on the golf course, coming in at T okay. 22 uh, uh, with a five under score. Uh, where's 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 uh Casey? Where's he at?
0: I'm looking for him. I can't. I can't find him on here right now. Let me. No. See. Um. FedEx Casey, Casey. Cup standings. Okay. Am I thinking of somebody else? I might be. Might be thinking of patrick Cantley. I
1: definitely am yeah. right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think I can't.
0: Fi- I can't find pa- uh Casey right now. Oh, there he is. He's 98 right now. Okay, um, yeah, I was definitely thinking of, of Patrick Kane, like But the issue with that is Casey, Paul Casey's been out on the European tour a lot this year. He hasn't been. He
1: really has
0: events um, on the PGA tour, and they actually talked to him about that after his win on the European tour, and he said he said obviously the PGA tour is his sole focus, and that's obviously what he's going to be. Um, Going to be looking for more wins and more um, top finishes and whatnot. Um but honestly, it seems like he might just be using it as a little bit of a confidence boost. Um he he played his butt off. He he won, obviously. Um and if you get a few wins under your belt on the European tour and you come back over to PGA tour, confidence is gonna take you a long way because we know that all these golfers are very skilled individuals and what separates them is their mental games.
1: Well, and I mean, look what it, look what it did for Rory. I mean, he came in aware he came in,
0: he came in top 20, I think.
1: Yeah. He was 16. I just got to find him. Yeah. T-16. I mean, there he was up there.
0: He was up there on the leaderboard early in the For day. a
1: while. So, I mean, he came back with confidence after, um, after la- the weekend prior being in Dubai for the, uh, for the Euro Tour, so that I think. Well, the same could be said about Lee Westwood, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton. I mean, those are English guys, yeah. um, but there are just some guys that don't like playing the PGA stops early in the season on the west coast of America. Um, yeah, they're they're like I, Kevin Kisner. He's a big East Coast guy, North Carolina, born and bred, um, and he just does not like playing on the west coast, so he doesn't. Um, yeah. I'm sure the same can be said about these guys that also are from Europe and can go play on the European tour. Um, instead of just sitting out a weekend, they're like, Oh, my other option is to play in Dubai. Sounds good. I'm going to mm-hmm. go there. I mean, I, it makes perfect sense to me. I get what you're saying and how everybody is like, <laughs> why does it seem like you're avoiding PGA events? But in my mind, I'm like, instead of sitting on your couch, and not playing that weekend because you you might not like Western America events and venues. Go play on the Euro Tour because you have that option. You know the American guys don't have that option. So yeah. So I think my, that, my that issue is they it. don't
0: tell us how much money they win over on the European Tour.
1: The purse was
0: two mil, uh, two
1: point nine million euros. So I'm not. Oh, I
0: got sure. I got three point two five mil for the whole purse. Yeah. What the heck. Well either way it's up that's there in the, the ESPN app. Um I think there I middle. saw somewhere that it was like five hundred thousand or something like that. Um,
1: that might be for
0: um somewhere on there. But Paul Casey with a seventeen under, next highest was thirteen under, pretty dominant win, kinda like Patrick Reed. So
1: yeah, that's four strokes.
0: Um, I mean that's gonna that's gonna give you a little bit of confidence. I'm sure we'll see Paul Casey back on the on the American tour very soon. Oh, for sure. Some wins.
1: I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see. You know, I mean, Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton. You're gonna see all those guys yeah. come back. Uh, Justin Rose. I mean, you're gonna see all these guys come back. Shane Lowry. Yeah. I just think all these guys might not like Western United States tour stops because that's such different grass. Yeah. Especially than what's in Europe, because yeah. a lot of what Europe is is East Coast America type of stuff uh west coast uh america is like a lot of your asian tour stops um Mm -hmm. which a lot of these guys don't play when the euro tour goes there as well so i i I mean the more you get to learn about pga tour players and their tendencies the more you get to to learn about some guys just straight up don't like the grass at some stops so they won't play yeah um and i feel like when you're making the amount of money these guys are making that is okay to make that decision
0: hey wherever (laughs) you're making the money go for it
1: yeah, and especially if you can instead win an event on the Euro Tour instead of maybe missing the cut at an event on the PGA tour because you don't like how you play on that specific service. Yeah. I take the win. Duh.
0: Go for it. Yeah. Notch
1: that in the belt right there. And the Euro Tour is not even like it's it's not even like it's the minor leagues of the PGA. It's its own tour with incredible professionals it's just a smaller purse is all because that's just that's just how the money works in the golf world it all goes to the pga so it's not like it's the minor leagues by any means this is still world-class talent it's just they're all european players and asian players and vice versa um but yeah i feel like that could be it he could just not like the grass on this side uh speaking of conditions though at tory pines this weekend we gotta talk about how ridiculous saturday was i believe it was saturday not friday
0: no friday was it was friday was the, was okay big day yeah
1: friday was ridiculous wind rain hail you name it it happened while the guys were playing Um, I I believe it was said that the ninth hole was playing 750 yards just because of the wind. Watching these guys still put together pars and birdie chances in this weather made me really respect the fact that they are professionals, and we most certainly are not.
0: What made me respect it um, was I was watching the coverage, and they were saying, obviously, that the hole was playing 750. I don't remember who it was, but... One guy had a 170-yard shot. He was 170 yards away, and I'm pretty sure he pulled, like, a 5-iron. His caddy told him it was playing, like, 220. See, that's crazy. Which is ridiculous to me that you can have a 50-yard difference um, just on one shot. Um, If you watched the coverage and you saw the flag, it was legit blowing straight back in their faces. The hole itself is usually – I think it's 603, is it? Is that what the normal distance is? uh yeah Um, some some the fact that you get 150 extra yards uh on that hole itself that's an extra nine iron for me um just Mm -hmm. an extra nine iron to get to the hole um so i don't know how they managed to do that i don't know if there's any birdies on that hole i would be really shocked if there were
1: well uh, especially on that that day day. yeah that's what i I mean no on
0: other days there definitely was um, but on that day, I'd be very shocked if there was a birdie. Um, but like you said, yeah, I'm shocked that they even got pars together on that hole because that's ridiculous.
1: I mean, they were scrambling for pars, though. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. was everybody was coming short. Uh, everybody yeah. was coming left or right, depending on which way the wind was blowing. But the fact that they were able to make those pars, just incredible. I mean, you're, well, you're looking at a hole like that in those conditions being like, the best I'm going to do is a par, and that's if I play this exceptional. Yeah and and a lot of them did and it was it was crazy to see i and the weather i that that bits the question i'm gonna ask you in weather like this would you still play around
0: oh come on you know me i'd play in anything that's a really good point
1: <laughs> um i've only been in like hurricane rain conditions once on the course and, yeah and i just waited it out for an hour
0: well, I, I Snapchatted you the one day that I was out there in the Yes, uh,
1: that was ridiculous in
0: Forest Rains. A little story time here for everyone. I was out at our our main local nine hole course, uh Sweetwater golf course, shout out Sweetwater. Um uh during the quarantine uh first time around, because I had all this free time, so I was just playing golf. And one of the days I heard it was supposed to rain, and I was like, you know what, it's nine holes, I'll probably be done by the time the rain comes. I was very wrong. Um, I got to the long par five on the course. And after my second shot, the sky just opened up and it just downpoured. And on my run back to the clubhouse, a tree got hit by lightning and fell over in front of me. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> um, I did hold on to my golf clubs, probably not the smartest move that I've ever done, um, but I was not letting them go. And then I, I ended up making it back to my car and it looked like I just got out of the shower. Sheesh. <laughs> so, um, I will play in anything. Um, unfortunately there was lightning there. Um, okay. So maybe not anything. Yeah. Maybe lightning. not anything. I definitely won't. Cause that's just stupid. You're not going to um, go full but- Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> but normal weather, hail, snow. Yeah. Why not? Let's go. Give me a neon ball. I'm in.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would probably do it too. On that hole specifically 750 yards in that, in the, well, playing 750 because of those conditions, what score are you making?
0: I'm not going to give an answer to this and here's why. Okay. Um, we have a video coming out uh, tomorrow. I believe we're planning on dropping it. Uh, when the listeners watch this video You will see me play a par five hole. Um, I don't remember exactly how long it was with 560 or something like that.
1: A little bit shorter. I think 502.
0: Uh, 502. Oh, okay. Uh, A 502-yard hole. Beautiful day. No win. Nothing. Um, After you watch this video, go ahead and send me in the comments. Whatever you want. Let me know what you think I would have gotten if I was playing that 750-yard hole. Go ahead. Um, I'm not going to give anything else away. Go ahead watch the video. (laughs) the comments let me know what you think i would have gotten i'll ask you though brian what do you think you would get on that all
1: i think if i walk out of there, best case scenario double best case scenario okay and that's That's, if absolutely all all of my shots go where they were intended and just end up coming short
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that's it realistically with the distances that you hit that's at least a driver in two three woods it you <laughs> you got to hit a really good driver, best of your life. And you got to hit two of the three best three woods of your life. <laughs> I,
1: I have, I have recently upped the distance on my driver. Thank God. Um, I've been able to hit it. This is going to say I am, I, I do not, I have bitch weight on the, on the driver. It's not a club I hit far. I don't hit the ball very far. I have a very low swing speed. It is what it is. I'm content with that. Uh, but I've been able to get it up to the 240, 250 range, which is something that I used to never touch. Uh, so that's that's been nice. Thank you to Rick for getting me to the gym all the time. Um, what What is that?
0: This is supposed to be an R. Because you are now a part of Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Um, Hashtag Rogue
1: Nation. Yeah, hash-
0: we gotta come up with something for that. We got matching I drivers, drivers. My though, fingers folks. don't do that, but there should be a way. <laughs> gang gang.
1: Can... <laughs> <laughs> throw gang symbols like it's Naruto. What do you just
0: do? like throw up an R and be like Rogue <laughs> Nation.
1: <laughs> uh, but I've been able to. I've been able to get up to the 240-250 range. So get that out there. Probably 180 with the wind. With the wind, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a driver in three three woods. Did yeah,
0: you? might be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, most might be. What it might be.
1: <laughs> that might be what happens. Um, so yeah, best case scenario, double. And that's if everything goes right.
0: That's that's a good. That's a win. If you walk away, from that's that a huge one, win. It's a win. That's a
1: massive win. I'd I'd be okay with that.
0: The <laughs> no um, it's coming for me.
1: In what was that?
0: no complaints coming from me no, no not all. at all <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yes but the fans definitely watch the video that will be releasing um depending on when you're listening to this this episode released this morning tuesday morning at 7 a.m that video will be releasing at 12 p.m right p.m's the one in the afternoon right not midnight
0: yes a.m would be midnight. yes
1: okay so 12 p.m 12, 12 noon 12 noon is when the video will be dropping. Um, So definitely watch that. It's a it's a fun watch. Uh, We have a good time. Uh, And as far as that's concerned, uh, when you guys watch it, please comment below it and and tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. Tell us what we wish we added, what we could do next. Uh, If you'd like to see it on YouTube, as of right now, we're recording on a phone. So it's a horizontal view. So it kind of weird on
0: YouTube. We're most definitely not professional videographers. Um, We're
1: not.
0: It's probably not going to be perfect, but it's our first one. So feedback is always welcome.
1: Exactly. So give us all the feedback you have. If you want me to put it on YouTube, I will. I'm just saying it's going to look weird for YouTube being the horizontal camera. So right now it's just going to go on IGTV, but expect that at noon today if you're listening to this this morning. Um, So... In other news on the farmers, uh, Matthew Wolf, who I was very high on at the beginning of the year, that is documented, I believe, in the first episode or the second episode, either. Uh, Big Matthew Wolf guy, love him. Um, He struggled. Uh, First round seventy eight was looking rough. Had tape on and off his fingers at points. Ooh, excuse me. My goodness.
0: Whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. (laughs) That one. (laughs) What? What? The demon just.
1: That one, that one escaped.
0: That one... Um, <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Little backstory for everybody. Uh, I recently, I'm gonna say, made it through because it was a struggle. Dry January, um, and it's February first. So I'd be lying <laughs> if I said. <laughs> so I'd be lying if I said I haven't had a couple beers, um, and I've been suppressing them as the podcast has gone on, and that's just one that refused to be denied and came out as I was <laughs> speaking. Um, So sorry for that. (laughs) But as I was saying, uh, he was struggling, had tape on and off his fingers at some points. Um, So what had happened was um, uh, in a statement post on Instagram, Wolf said that he's been uh, fighting to play through the through the injury but that his condition unfortunately continued to worsen over the past 24 hours. It's become clear that I need to make the tough decision and the right one to properly address the pain in order to be able to be 100% as quickly as possible. Um, So right now it's looking like either a finger or a wrist injury or something along those lines, something with his hand. Um, I'm going to say that's probably why his score was so bad because even his Sig- i mean he's got his signature swing it's jacked yeah. up we know that however you know that it's the same every time even his signature swing was off yeah um his hands were casting they were coming a bit low his his wrist looked limp by the time it got to to ball contact and his ball was flying all over the place chunks thins left right anywhere but straight and pure um which is really funny because he still shot shot a 78. I don't even I don't even want to talk about it, but either way. Um, so after the first round, he withdraws. I think this is the right move for him. He's young. He doesn't want to perpetuate an injury this young that becomes something he has to deal with for his entire career. Yeah, um, no, it's
0: definitely not worth it to say. Um, this is a Farmers, so it's not like yeah, one of the highly, highly coveted tournaments of the year. Um, obviously, a win's a win, but if you're not even going to be close – a 78, a 78 is going to lose you the tournament on the first day with Patrick Reed shooting 14-under on the weekend. Yeah. So there's no point in, in hanging around any longer if you're just going to have more issues.
1: Well, you know what they say. You, you can't win a tournament on Thursday, but you can absolutely lose a tournament on Thursday, and that's kind of what ended up happening to Matt. I think you saw the writing on the wall there, too, and was like, look, I'm just going to address this injury instead of staying in a tournament that I I more than likely have no shot at winning. Yeah. No uh, so I think he made it. the right decision. Um it it stinks because I like Matthew Wolf a lot uh, and I hope he does get better and I hope this this hand injury isn't something that's going to hinder him for most of the season because earlier in our podcast I called him to win a major this year so fingers crossed he does that. Would not be good for you. <laughs> not not a good look for, for you old B-Rye here. Can we talk about that though? He played through an injury and shot a 78. Are you kidding me?
0: I thought you were going to say can we talk about the fact that you just called yourself B-Rye? Um, but yeah, oh, we can you didn't like that. that. You didn't like that. I mean, you've had better names. <laughs> <laughs> you had better, better names but, uh, yeah, no, seventy-eight with a hand injury. It's pretty impressive. Are you um, kidding
1: me? I'm I'm completely healthy, and I can't even get close to a seventy-eight. Oh,
0: let's not say that.
1: Okay, yeah, I, <laughs> I may or may not have some lower body issues, but like all things considered, the fact that we were able to walk. 18 and i'm perfectly fine tells me i'm i'm healthy so you're doing all right i'm doing all right if i can walk 18 and be okay we're good (laughs) uh that was actually uh we'll talk about that later on the episode but that was our first foyer into walking a full 18 so that was actually quite enjoyable i don't know if you had a good time i had a great time doing it
0: yeah it was good it was good once i uh when i started doing good and then it kind of fall off the rails a little the bit. Wag- the wag- back together. a little bit. Yeah, but that's fine. That's no, fine. That's fine. What are, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It was close, um so I just, you know, whatever. Exactly. Excuses. Um <laughs> I'll come up with a list.
1: <laughs> uh moving on into next uh this weekend's uh tour stop, we have the waste management open which is touted as maybe one of the best to attend. I've heard it's an incredible fan experience. Yeah, no, I would love um, to go uh specifically the 16th hole uh for those of you that don't know what it is immediately pause this episode google it come right back we will wait okay great glad that you're back um (laughs) hope you got fast fingers (laughs) (laughs) i said pause i said pause so you know um it's it's literally a stadium seating around a less than one hundred yard par three, and it is loud in that joint. I've heard I've heard people say it's almost as loud as literally being on the field at an NFL game. Um, it's just that compact in one area, and all the vocals are coming to you. Obviously, this is pre COVID, duh. Um, yeah. However, this this hole specifically is like one of the hallmark holes on tour as a spectator because of how rowdy it is. For example, there's a video online um, that I also suggest you look up of Ricky Fowler about to putt. I would say it's probably an eight to nine footer, an uncomfortable putt. And everybody's chanting Big Dick Rick. Oh, like over and over again it's just a bunch of drunk frat dudes which i think is hysterical uh, but they're chanting big dick rick and obviously the the people that work there put up their quiet please signs he's about to put whatever and ricky doesn't even look away from his line reaches behind him does the pump up hand wave they start the chant again the entire place is raucous and he nails a nine foot putt
0: i need like him. the god I need him he get is back to that what was I that? need him to get back to that kind of putting. His putting yes. is so off right now. So and bad. if he can get back to that, oh, man, he's going to be fun to watch.
1: I'm hoping he does it at the Waste Management again because that video alone, if that doesn't get you gassed up to watch golf, I can't help you.
0: Cause... <laughs> Cause they're, having, they're having, what, 5,000 fans there?
1: Yeah, 5,000 fans it's will be at the Waste
0: be... Management. Maybe next year we'll, we'll hope that he does that because if he does it this year, it's just going to be like him – him on the green ready for that, but he's gonna be like, there's gonna be one like drunk fat dude. In the like, <laughs> is it you? Is it you? Oh, you gotta be like that. <laughs> is it you though? <laughs> no, it's gonna, it's actually it's gonna be Patrick Reed. Um, it taking is taking shirt yeah. off with uh, with Ricky's face on it. The that
1: he's gonna have Ricky's face painted on his Michelin man's stomach. Just
0: woohoo, big, Dick Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, number one fan. This is, all, this this is the cut. Sunday after he got disqualified for kicking <laughs> this ball. <laughs>
1: um, but as far as the waste management is concerned, there are going to be 5,000 patrons who are able to attend. Um, each day, that is, uh, no fan can buy a multiple day ticket. So it's 5,000 new fans a day. Grand total of 20,000 fans in total. Um, Which is, it's nice to see. I hope the COVID protocols are in place to keep everybody happy and healthy. Um, But they've already done the whole fans being able to to be there and short in, in small pockets already, and it worked. So um or have they have they done that yet or did we just talk about them doing it
0: no then so what happened so far was um the people that like live around the courses have been on the courses this is going to be the first time that they have a few fans there
1: Right. So I hope that they have the proper protocols in place to keep everybody healthy, uh, not only spectators, but especially the guys on tour, because so far there have been some COVID situations but that's been happening in every major sport. Um, they've kind of kept it pretty good. I think that they've had a really good handle on the COVID situation as a uh, professional sports association. So I actually I actually uh, am really I guess I would say proud of what the PGA has been able to do. Yeah, no, definitely
0: some high praise to the PGA for being able to super high praise, Um,
1: especially because they didn't, they weren't able to do what the NBA and the NHL did with the bubbles. They weren't able to just enclose themselves in one spot and not move. Uh, They have to travel to where the courses are. So what they've been able to do is is pretty cool to see. Uh, But for the Waste Management Open, the Uh, Power rankings are out and available. Right now, it's looking like the favorite is John Rahm. It it says here, connected a trio of T7s since the Masters, but he doesn't need luck to be a threat. The Arizona State University product is perfect in five tries with no worse than a T16 back in 2017. Uh, His scoring average here is 68.25. Yeah, so he dominates this course. He's definitely going to be at the top of the leaderboard however i don't think he wins and here's why new clubs he obviously struggled um at the farmers with them a couple of times um he's still trying to figure it out he's still trying to figure out these new callaway clubs um and i think that's going to hinder what he has done here before in the process of still trying to figure it out uh i don't know if you feel the same on that Um, i do
0: disagree slightly um obviously i can't say if he's gonna win because golf betting on who's gonna win is probably the hardest thing you can do maybe the Um, hardest thing ever but i think he's actually playing really well and i think he's actually growing into his clubs very really well for how short he's been using them How short of a time he's been using them so i think he definitely has a good chance um i can see a top 20 easily um most likely a top 10 out of him this week
1: right And then uh, coming in number two on the power rankings is Justin Thomas says rested and reacclimated after missing the cut in Abu Dhabi. He finished third in the last two editions of the waste management open uh, with 14 under two seventies already has a T 2 a third and a fourth this season. Um, Yeah, Justin Thomas, um, golf-wise, has a lot of momentum going on. Still that looming off-course drama kind of overshadowing him. Hopefully, he's able to get past that on his return to the PGA Tour from that
0: incident. I think he does. I think he puts it behind him.
1: I think he does, too. Uh, I think if you're a professional athlete, you kind of excel in being able to put things behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't see that hindering him too much. Uh, I do think that I think I see a top five out of Justin Thomas. I just feel it. Uh, Number three, Webb Simpson says here, although he's been a beast at TPC Scottsdale, eight for 10, uh, five top tens among seven top twenties. It's still remarkable that he has, uh, that he was 10 shots off the 18 hole lead before coming all the way back to win. um, When he did win at TPC Scottsdale prior in number four, my boy X, Xander Shoffley. Um, uh, you and he knew that he had uh, that T2 at Torrey Pines in him. It chased a T5 at Kapalua, and it's his 14th straight top 25. Three top 20s in as many starts at the Waste Management. Another guy that just dominates the course. Bull prediction, and my betting prediction, if anybody would like to join me, I'm putting money on Xander to win it. I feel it. I like it. Okay. I'm going to just – I'm going to will it to happen. And uh, number five, we're going to do the top five. Daniel Berger uh, hasn't eased off the throttle since his share of ninth place at TPC Scottsdale last year. And that's one of four top 11 finishes and six trips rested since a 10th T7 on the Aloha swing. So Daniel Berger, kind of uh, under the radar name on the the top five here in the power rankings. That's kind of cool to see. I like those uh, other mentionable names in the top 10 uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Rory Wait. McElroy, and some JM.
0: Okay. You gave those three names. So obviously I know they're in there. Oh, but I'm going to make a blind, a blind bet real quick. Okay.
1: Yeah. There, there's, there's two
0: others. Yeah. Blind bet real quick. I don't know who it is. I haven't looked at the top, the top 10 rankings. Um, I don't think anyone in the top five is going to win. I think it's going to be number one. Whoever is ranked number eight is going to win. I don't know who it is. You can tell me right now if you want. But that's who's going to win.
1: Do you want to know? They're going to
0: win win by two strokes. They're going to win by two strokes, and whoever's number eight is going to win.
1: All right, so mark it down now, folks. Rick has Hideki Matsuyama to win by two strokes.
0: Hideki's winning by two.
1: This weekend at the Waste Management, the other two in the top ten are Ryan Palmer and Bubba Watson.
0: God, I hope Hideki makes the cut.
1: (laughs) would be so embarrassing if you missed the cut that would just be so embarrassing oh no um, but yeah so they are going to have uh, 5,000 fans in attendance which is cool um, but we are gonna move on a little bit away from the um, PGA talk and get into our favorite section after almost an hour <laughs> after almost an hour we're gonna we're gonna get into our favorite section of the show. Which I'm going to be honest, folks, you haven't named yet. Uh, we've had a suggestion. I believe Tyler said on uh, Instagram that he did like the two-man scrambled name, um, but we're so far still untitled. We have yet to make a decision. So right now, it's we got one stuff. other one, but
0: I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Someone might have texted us or something like that. Yeah, Tommy texted us. Let me see what he wrote. Go ahead with your with your first one. I'll try to find what he suggested.
1: Yes, but we'll go into the first one, which is a question. Um, that goes as follows. Would you rather hit every fairway, every green in regulation, or never three putt? This one I put a little thought into.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I gave it to you earlier this week so you could because that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, that's to, uh, a
1: tough one. To um, decide on. I'm going to go with every green in regulation. Okay. That always gives you an opportunity to two putt for a par. Even if you three putt, it's a bogey. And I'm totally comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I already hit a decent amount of fairways as it is. Um, so not too concerned about that stat. My putting isn't fantastic. Uh, but I can I can consistently to a point two putt. Uh-huh. Um, but greens and regulations would change the game exponentially. You always give yourself a chance to two putt for a par or even depending on where you end up, one putt for a birdie. And that's just because of getting on in regulation.
0: You also give yourself the opportunity for a four putt. Personally, I'm going never three putt because I don't think there's any better feeling than leaving a green and only having one or two putted. Um, If I miss the the fairway and I miss the green in regulation, but I two putt, that's a win of a hole for me. Um, Because three putts are probably the most demoralizing thing for me out on the golf course, especially because I do (laughs) – I do pride myself a little bit in my putting um, at least being able to get close on my first putt and then being able to do okay on my second one Yeah. Um, in most situations. Um, so if I could consistently do that all the time, I'd be, I'd be happy.
1: You are definitely the better putter out of the two of us. That's, that's kind of without a doubt. Um, yeah. Now I'm still going to stick with the green and regs cause it does give the option of four putt still, but that's also still only a double. And I'll yeah. take that.
0: No, I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. I feel like most people won't go with um, every fairway because um, well, that's not going to affect you as much as the other two. But uh, something to throw out there.
1: I mean, people in our skill level, I mean, we we were used to playing from the trees anyways. Yeah. So that's not a massive break in our game, uh, just hitting fairways because you can still duff the next, thin the next, shank it, pull it, the whole nine. So. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to really pick that stat over any other ones. Uh, Another question here is, um, this was fielded by uh, John Murray. Uh, Do you guys think you would still shoot in the 90s if you did not take all those gimmies? Now, for the record, John, we do not take that many gimmies, okay? We take, I would say, a decent amount of gimmies in a round. And I do think we would shoot in the 90s. I think maybe say a 92 turns into a, a 95 or a 96, but still that's in the nineties. I don't think it's going to impact our game too much. I don't know if you feel different, but
0: well, that's yeah, there. See, so that's where, that's where we do differ. Um, but that's just because your scores are usually lower than mine. Um, so with you not taking the gimme's you will get raised from maybe a 92, 93 to a, to a high 90 score. But my thing is I still frequently shoot around a hundred um, even with having some gimmies in there. Um, right. so I, at the same time, I don't think it will affect how often I do it because if I'm doing really well, I'm usually in the lower nineties. And then if I'm doing really bad, I'm usually in the upper nineties to low hundreds. So I don't think it's going to affect it that much in that sense anyway. Um, but yeah, it obviously would affect our score a little bit. Um, I personally try to put out even if a give me is given to me, Um, just because I like to work on my putting. Um, It's something that I enjoy doing. It's probably um, the one shot that I enjoy hitting the most on the course. Um, Like I said before, sinking a putt feels really good, and I just want to do it. Uh, But I'm not going to say no to a gimme, because maybe I won't miss it by an inch. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I think it would affect. um, But at the same time, I'm not out here shooting 70s, 80s where it matters. I'm out here shooting 90s, 100s. So it's the biggest the only difference is a double digit number or three digit number and no one's going to be hurt if i'm shooting uh 101 with an extra gimme or two
1: yeah i don't think i really injures anybody so. uh, yeah but i do think for me i would still shoot in the 90s i don't see it being too big of a problem um but that, that, that's our answers to that one. But thank you, John, because you also have a second question. Uh, which boyfriend-girlfriend combo would do better if you guys faced each other? So um, not only are we best friends, but our girlfriends are best friends. We we, we have a little uh, little best friend love square that we are in. Um, and we well, all go. I've never
0: heard that term before. What, love square? I don't know if I would consider it a love square, though, because that kind of alludes to a love triangle, which we are not a part of.
1: Right. No, I mean, I meant that we're, we're all, we're all, we're all close. You get what I'm saying. It's not (laughs) sexual. (laughs) Um, But we, we all do golf or at least we have, and we enjoy it. Um, And this is something that we've already talked about Who do we think would win? Um, Personally, I think that Rick and Gina would win mostly because Rick is farther off the tee and gina around the greens is a stick now do i think that ellie and i make it close especially if it's match play i think it comes down to the last two holes uh because ellie's really good with her irons and when she gets off the tee box look out because she's probably gonna hit about the same as i do so <laughs>
0: Um, yeah you bring up a good point I think it all comes down to what we do I think if it's if it's stroke play I think me and Gina um, do have a slight advantage on that one but I think if it's match play uh, you and Ellie have a, a slight advantage on that one because I um, n- people might not know this my golf game is very erratic. Um, I'll shoot two pars, and then I'll shoot a bogey, a triple bogey, and um, a double bogey. And then I'll go back and I'll shoot a par, maybe a birdie. Um, so match play, definitely you guys will have an advantage. Um, if I give Gina a wedge, though, I you guys are pretty much done.
1: We're um, in danger. We're in yeah, danger if, with if a wedge. If
0: I just hand. give Gina my 52 degree and just let her go to town, I don't even have to shoot, if we're being honest, and she'll probably still make it close. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in danger. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: However, um, when it comes down to uh, my girlfriend Ellie's putting, I mean, she's lights out, especially anywhere within 10 feet, she's lights out. I don't understand how, but she just is. I don't get it. Because I'm reading a green for five minutes. She doesn't even read it. She just putts and it finds the hole.
0: I'm like, how the hell? Yeah, this but like you're forgetting that I'm the best caddy of all time. That's a really if good point. If I'm out there reading greens for Gina, she'll be lights out too. So. Yeah, you're saying, you're I, well, if you're re-
1: if you're reading greens, I'm in danger. I'm just to um, watch out. But yes, I actually agree with you now that you brought that up. I think stroke play, you and Gina take the cake. I think match play will go to Ellie and I. Yeah. Uh, so it really depends on how we how we format it because we are going to do that video. um So I guess it really just depends on how it's formatted in that. We can way. throw that up
0: as a as a poll question on on our Instagram.
1: We can, and I, I think we should. I think we'll do that. Yeah, um, sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what the what the what the fans think. Who do, who do you guys think is gonna win this one? Um, as far as questions from the fans, I think that's about it. Um, not a lot of questions. Yeah, I don't think today. we had not a whole lot of questions this week. Um, so submit those, comment those,
0: do what you will. Um, but I think that's it for from the tips this week. I do I do have one thing um, for those of you that haven't been paying attention to our socials um i've put out the shipping hour um any feedback on that always welcome always welcome. um i lost to a pickle jar um <laughs> the second one is coming out this week correct yes tomorrow? this week is that tomorrow um wednesday wednesday okay i'm gonna because be-
1: just because the video is being released tomorrow i bump back the chipping hour to wednesday
0: okay yeah um yeah so keep an eye out for that on wednesday i down one nothing right now to household objects so stay tuned to see what happens there um and then i had something else but my memory has once again failed me and i do not remember what i was going to say
1: and also guys thank you so much for the 100 views on the chipping hour i mean that's incredible we got 100 views on. we have 100 views on the chipping hour
0: That's insane.
1: So that's incredible. Thank you
0: so much. A hundred people have watched that, and not a single person has roasted me. Which is wild. How are you not getting grilled? I don't know, because it's horrendous. It looks horrible. (laughs) Um, I just look like I've never even held a golf club before. Um, Well, have you? I have. Okay. Yes. Um, you sure. Contrary to popular belief, I have held a <laughs> golf club before. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but thank you so much to the fans for that. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but unless you have anything to close with, that'll be it for uh, from the tips this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, as always, thanks to Southside Productions for letting us continue to do this. Um, clearly, we're doing an okay job. Uh, this is a super heavy um, PGA informational Big PGA um, kind episode, kind of about the the tournaments. Uh, Big show. So, if you want more more of other stuff, feel free to shout it out to us. Oh, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Rosie. Um, I did get a message that she has a hole in one. Um, I believe with a pink callaway chrome soft if i'm not mistaken Oh yes. uh, so keep an eye out for a video regarding that because i did say that i will be using that and i am a man of my word shout out to rosie for the hole in one um that's it for me
1: <laughs> i i that totally went i've totally forgot about that yes we got to get a video of you using your pink chrome
0: softs i mean i'll do it i, I don't think it's going to go any better than if i use a, a top flight but i'll do it
1: Yes, but we we have to do a ball review after a round. Like, how do you think the ball played? Do you think it helped you more than a top flight ball? Maybe do a a range session comparison?
0: Yes. See, the thing, though, is I'm super inconsistent. So it might play better. And my shots are just not there that day. And we will never know.
1: And the world may never know. So, well I think know, we'll get a, I think we'll get a good idea. Uh but that would be all for episode 4. Thank you very much.
0: Episode 4. I, feel, episode like four. This for, I feel, feel like we've been doing this for years. I
1: that's no that's our friendship you're thinking of. Oh okay. Yeah.
0: That's the one that's been dragging on.
1: Yeah, that's the one that's also (laughs) just as tedious. Agreed, yeah, you know. Um, But episode four, From the Tips, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Stay tuned to our socials. We got a couple of exciting things coming. Obviously, the video this afternoon will be dropping for those of you listening on Tuesday, the Chipping Hour on Wednesday afternoon, and some other things coming soon.
0: Eat your tater tots.
1: What was that?
0: Eat your tater tots.
1: Eat your tater tots. Enjoy them. And thank you very much for listening.
0: And we'll be back next week.